going on, everybody, into the Dogs Basketball Podcast. Your host, Nick Malone and Noah Lurch, recapping the defeat from last night. If you're also wondering, here we are on the Dogs Basketball with no fight song, because we said we would do that for every victory only. We're doing it for football. So we're on a three-game slide. Noah, what's going on, man? It is tough to be here today in a game that we had expectations to obviously win. And it did not look great at times, but it looked good for us at the end, like it did at the beginning, but we didn't finish it out, lost by three. Yeah, it was it was really disappointing loss, uh, very frustrating, a lot of a lot of periods of the game. Um, like you said, we had some good good sp- good spurts and uh, a lot of bad spurts and a lot of things to clean up to clip on film, like Brian said. And uh, yeah, they're gonna have to get back into it and figure some things out. Yeah, he mentioned on the post game that he was gonna he, he couldn't wait to get back and coach these guys tomorrow, which would be today. And we thought, well, obviously you only have a three you know, day gap between your next game. Maybe he does, like, work them hard, obviously. And, you know, they do deserve to get worked hard after that kind of game. And we didn't know if it'd be a they – they probably mix in a lot of practice and then a lot of uh, film. So, obviously, I think they, they handle loss as well. And we'll get into this loss here. No, let's, let's jump in first, though, because we said on the last one how we enjoy going to different campuses and traveling. And we said that since we were both off, we were going to make the trip because it was a 5 o'clock game. We narrowed it down that if it was a 7 o'clock game, we wouldn't have made it because it was a long trip back home. We got back home around midnight last night. Uh, So we did go, yes, and we got there kind of early-ish, went and found a good place to eat when we were down there. And it was over near the campus. And, no, it was right off the main road there, the campus. It didn't look too bad. And and then we uh, went over to the arena a lot of parking for that place, and we parked a little bit of a distance away and kind of a run-down $5 parking lot, which was huge, though. And we were the only car, it seemed like, at the time back there, but it filled in. We had to make a walk along the way, and uh, they didn't have a bad arena. What did you think of the campus overall? Yeah, it was a it was a smaller campus from what we saw. Uh, I thought it was pretty small for the size of the town of Little Rock. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, Jack Stevens Renew arena or center i should say was uh pretty nice uh smaller arena is actually sat more than i thought it would uh going looking from the outside of the building and uh they even got a practice their own practice gym inside there it was a nice arena had some suites up in where uh donors sit i would say and uh yeah it was not a bad arena it would be it would be uh fit right in in the valley arena so uh yeah it wasn't bad but yeah overall uh not a bad, not a bad campus, but uh, it didn't turn out for us good last night. You're right, and you mentioned how big Little Rock is as a whole. As soon as you hit the city, there's a big arena there that hosts just mainly concerts and big time events, and it would be, I'm sure, it'd be a perfect place for, you know, basketball in general. You know, that's the only thing in town because we know like Ford Center for Evansville and Shea Fitz for SLU. Like, there's such big venues that also host basketball that it's a really nice place. And uh, you're right, and we were talking beforehand that we have, or you told me, because I had to remember that Derek Fisher went to school there, and you mentioned that practice court they had. That was the Derek Fisher court. Yeah, it was a nice place. It's it's pretty high on you know sides of the uh, sidelines. They go up pretty high, and that, if that place filled up, it would be pretty uh, be pretty loud in there. We'd say um, their band showed up, which you know was in their student section, wasn't bad. Overall, the crowd was not good, though. It was around game time. We paid $10, and 
got to, we were going to sit around the area that we were supposed to, but then moved over right behind our bench because there was literally nobody there. It filled in later on. We know they, their, their women's played Missouri State women, so maybe that was a big draw of the night. Uh, but overall, yeah, we would say probably, what would you say? We said in the hundreds of... Uh, five, I'd say 550 tops. And it, didn't even, it didn't even seem like that. It seemed like maybe in the 200s, honestly. Uh, but like I said, we filled in, and it's always a bigger number than you expect. Uh, we saw Mike and uh, Coach Watson and Todd up there as well. So, uh, yeah, overall, it wasn't too bad. It was, it was a nice place to go to. We'll scratch that off our list. Uh, Noah, real quick here before we get into this loss, we've had some DMs today. We'll get to another one down the road. But we just had one actually probably about almost 10 minutes ago from Alex Zimmerman, who has been in our DMs before, I think, about basketball or something for basketball and football. And he said, have you guys heard when Trent Brown will be back? And we didn't DM him back because we figured he'd listen and know this right here. Now, what was the status for Trent before the game? Yeah, uh, he actually uh, he was planning on playing last night, but uh, apparently retweaked his back in warm-ups. Uh, the first time they came out to warm up, I seen him out there. So when once they went back to the locker room to, for another meeting or so, I guess that's when he uh, told the coaches – so he was unable to play last night. Um, would have made some different, or would have made a difference on the defensive side of the ball, but uh, and could have knocked down some key threes for us. So, uh, yeah, that that was a hit to us right away. Uh, expected him and Cash to play. We got Cash. We seen what we we'll talk about him in a little bit. But yeah, that is the update on Trent. Uh, assume if everything's good, he'll be good to go Friday night. Yes, I think we do miss Trent a lot for, like you said, even in an exhibition at times. You can just tell not having Trent on the court. You do miss his defense. You do miss his shooting. And he was being a leader over there. And we talked, Noah, throughout this game. We'll just say it now, though. At times, we feel like the team was missing that leader. We know the coaches were getting on him, get on him hard, actually, at times for some players. I just remember JD in general. Uh, but And Trent was being loud over there. We think that Trent would be that vocal guy on the floor at times. and. You're right, because when we were watching warm-ups, I didn't even honestly look for him in general because I assumed he was maybe going to play before they announced he wasn't. So I didn't even remember. I didn't even see him shoot, and you said he tweaked his back. So I'm like, other than shooting or having a layup, it's surprising. And that, that just shows you how fragile his current situation is, but hopefully he won't be out much longer. We'll keep everybody updated on that. Um, so hopefully, because we'll miss him in the lineup, but we know Dalton and Steven can hold it down. And we did see Cash, yes, we'll get into him, like you said. Uh, he'll be starting uh, in no time. So, no, let's jump into this game. Uh, the same starters for the exhibition, which I guess in that regard we weren't surprised, knowing that Cash was going to play, figured if he was ready to play that he would uh, start, but he didn't, especially making his return back there. Um, but same starters, as always, and they had their guys. So let's jump into this game, Noah. Or real quickly, we were a seven-point favorite, right? Correct. And uh, and the over-under was about 140. It looked good at first, so let's jump into this. Right away, Noah, they made a three to kick off. It was kind of a shot, we said, for Jovan Stulich, who was a guy that had a big impact in this game. We figured uh, you know, that was a shot we'd let him have. It was just like a one-dribble pull-up. We said we'd let that. Marcus getting off to a hot start, get the three. We'll talk about the runs most of all in this game, Noah. We had a run here where it was, it was back and forth. For the most part, Lance and Marcus were the ones getting most involved here. 
No, we ended up going on a run that saw us with a 14-point lead after Cash, who we would say him, JD, and Ben Harvey were the first three off the bench. And uh, Cash, after Cash's layup here, this was 9.50 left in the first half, and we had that 14-point lead, and everything seemed to be clicking. Yeah, we saw us jump out to that 27-13 lead and scoring on seven straight possessions during the one stretch, and uh, Cash really got us had a good uh, good spot off the bench for him and uh, got a nice three and a dunk to capitalize on that. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good moment. That's when we thought, hey, this is where we, we keep on the keep our uh, foot on their neck and we uh, try to expand the lead before halftime and go in big before halftime and make it really hard for them to come back in the second half. But uh, turnovers started to get in that way, and we just kept happening and happening. And I believe there's a stretch of four or five, four or five minutes where we just kept turning the ball over and did not score. So um, we we let them back in, and that's not a good thing. No, and our first turnover came barely three minutes in. Lance had one of his eight total. We'll get to that. Uh, but yes, and seeing Cash come in, let's go ahead and talk about him. That how big of an impact we know he will have. We've heard so much about what he brings, and he brought every bit of it, Noah. Uh, he got in here in his dunk with a baseline drive. That was easy money. Uh, and then he he looked a little trigger happy at first with his threes. Uh, and then obviously when he started to not make a couple, he started to move the ball, uh, pump fake and move the ball a little bit. So, yeah, we said Lance and Marcus got really involved to start this game, and then Cash got involved and. You know, there was a play, I think, at a certain layup he had in the game where uh, it seems like anybody else on our team would have maybe gotten blocked. It was kind of a – we were going back door for a lot of this game, and it worked out a lot of the time. Cash was able to go back door on one. Like I said, any other, other players maybe would have got blocked. He's so athletic and so long that he made that layup with ease. Anyone else would have got blocked from behind. And then, no, there was one I remember he had a, he had a rebound – that looked like they were going to get an easy offensive board, and uh, he tipped it out of their hands as soon as before he could grab it. I guess it was Marich or whoever it was, and he tipped it for us to get going on a break. So just the little things, and he was really fun to watch. He didn't play it really at all down the stretch. Uh, I'm sure either for nursing, you know, watching him with his hamstring or just in general, because we said Steven and Ben were holding it down on defense. They did a really good job, and Ben made a three early in this game. And Steven, we think Steven starts slow in games. You know, we saw him bring down the bring down the ball a lot. Um, and then he made a couple threes, too. Uh, Noah, we, we know Dalton started in this game. Obviously, he had two early turnovers that took him out, and he was one of those first three that came out. He had a rough game. We'll get to that as well. But, Noah, after we went on this 14, after we were up by 14 and they started to come back, what was the run after this? It was right before uh, right before half. <laughs> Let's get into that run that they went on. Yeah, they went on a big run. Um, I believe they closed the, the half on like a 13-6 to six run to close the half. That came a lot of turnovers and uh, a lot of easy buckets. Uh, our defense was not very good all night long. Um, had some decent stretches of defense, but um, not what you would expect from a Brian Mullins coach team, as good of a defensive player he was and the defensive mind he was. Um, a lot of guys uh, – they were struggling to shoot the ball. And, I mean, they ended up, I believe, like 2 of 15 from 3. So uh, our guys were up pressing the ball, and they were just getting easy blow-by drives and getting back in the game. And uh, 
it was just really struggling defensively. Again, you mentioned Dalton. He struggled early out of the gates, and uh, we tried to ride those guys. We tried to um, – Kyler, we haven't mentioned Kyler got in foul trouble really early, and uh, that helped – that uh, hurt us right really big because uh, marriage almost touched the ball every time. So uh, J.D. and Anthony really had to step up in that role. So, yeah, they made they, – they were – a lot of fast break points and uh, uh, easy buckets for him. I did not expect some kind of, this kind of defensive effort from us last night, and just really disappointing to see that, especially at a Brian Mullins coach team, because we expect to be really good. We saw stretches last year we were pitiful on defense, and it really transpired. A lot of that last year, you thought it was a it was our three point defense, and last night we didn't we didn't really. So I was expecting maybe. Uh, pack it in a little bit more, try something else, let them shoot that until they start making a few. But we just let them can after keep getting to the rim. Uh, Marich was uh, finding guys back door with ease. Uh, um, towards the end of the half, Troy, Troy got in the game. Uh, for only freshman got in the game. And the first play, he let a guy. Uh, they switched, and the guy went back door real quick. And the dunk, and that really energized this team. This guy, they went on some runs, and it was crazy. Yeah, a lot of antsiness, we think, because, yeah, a lot of guys were gambling, like we like to say, and then getting beat back door for sure. And I wonder, we'll get to it, how many points they had in the paint potentially, because it seems like, yeah, because they made a couple threes. They had a small guard that was shooting really well from mid-range and even whatever throughout the game, and it was it was funny because we were wanting them to shoot. You know, D'Antoni Gordon who's a big man, and he, he was tough. He was tough to handle. He's a, he's about the, the mix of the big size and the forward size in terms of like a wing, but he really wasn't. He was not a good shooter. He missed most of his free throws throughout this game, uh, and a lot of people did a good job guarding him, but he was one where we were daring to shoot, and you're right. Uh, uh, Marich, definitely. They had him at the high post at least getting it every single time. And we had tough defense. Shout out to all our bigs. We, like you said, Kyler was getting in foul trouble. No, and we thought we'd mention the refereeing in this game was not that good at all. That's actually putting it really nicely because, no, it seems like every single time, and Brian preached it, he was doing it throughout the game. He said it on the post game because Mike asked him about it because it was easy to see Brian getting frustrated with it, Noah, that it seemed like every time marriage tried to make any kind of move, even before the double team, and even during the double team sometimes, that he would hook every single time. And if they called it right like they would have, he would have been fouled out probably at the start of the second half because he would already had. He would not have been in the game because he would have had three fouls early in the game. But he was one of the best players on the court. They weren't going to do that with their referees, the conference's referees, them being at home. And I think that's something that, obviously, if it if you see it and, and you call it right away, it, it – it doesn't keep happening because he doesn't keep doing it. But I think that's just how he plays the game. So, yeah, Kyler did not benefit off that at all. And then we did double him. And he was making direct passes to the wing, making it all happen. And they were. They were getting in the paint pretty easily, I'd say. Um, so, yeah, they – let's see here. Anthony had a couple shots, and we were proud. I feel like we, we talked about Anthony, that he seems like whenever Kyler would get in foul trouble or struggling – same with JD because JD I think only had two points. That um, you know when those guys aren't playing as well, we know Anthony can be that big tough body on defense and be the spark overall shooting and anything. And he got going here. And you mentioned the run they went on to end the second half. It looks like here after 
after Dalton had a lay had a free throw, they went on like a nine two run exactly to end the half. So they had a three point lead at the half. And Noah jumping into the second half, Kyler, of course, they had the starters back out there. And Kyler had a layup to kick it off. A nice post move. His vintage post move over Merrick. So it's pretty easy for him. We even said at that moment, like, that's all day. Let's keep doing that. They turned it over. We got a steal. Lance, but there were a lot of a lot of his turnovers were Noah, what's one when they because they pressed a lot. We were gonna mention how much they pressed and we didn't handle the press well. That there was a play where Lance had it. It would have been a two-on-one, and he tried to kick it to Steven, and Steven was kind of pushing up the floor. would have been nice if Lance hit him in stride, but by the way that the press was, obviously you hit your spots, and you want to be in a certain spot, that he missed him up the sidelines, and that was just an example of that turnover, Noah. But they went on a 17-2 run to start the second half. So if I'm scrolling here and they make that, well, their biggest lead got up to 14 as well. Yeah. 58 to 44, not good out of, out of halftime when we thought we would make adjustments. Yeah, I thought there would not be a lot of adjustments made by this coaching staff. I uh, was really disappointed by that, and uh, and it's just like um, it was almost like this. We didn't even expect them to press. We did not know if they hadn't showed that before in previous years or what, but they really got us got up into our guards, and that really affected them, and they didn't our guards did not want anything to do with the press. And uh, it's like we weren't expecting it, didn't know they were able to do it. Same with the 1-3-1 defense. It really affected us, even though we got some good looks out of that, out of the 1-3-1. But, yeah, the press, uh, I believe in that stretch, uh, at one point it was an 18-0 run, and it was to put them up 14, I believe, with 11 minutes remaining. When In that stretch, we turned the ball over like six straight possessions or something. And we turned it over 23 times in the game. And that's what really got them out to their lead and really killed us and let them back in the game. If you're going to give a team 23 extra possessions on the road and you're not going to win any basketball game, I don't care if you're playing the nearest junior high team, the nearest eighth grade team, I don't care who it is. If you're just going to give teams that many extra possessions, it's not going to end up good for you. And it's just, yeah, when we made no adjustments, I don't know if we weren't prepared for it. Um, you saw a little bit of the press in the first half, so I don't know why we didn't make any adjustments in the second half to do that. So, yeah, it was a not a good stretch to us that left with about 10 minutes left in the game to come back. Exactly. And you mentioned, I think Mike said that on the post game that 39% of our possessions in the game of having it 70 times we turned the ball over. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of it on that press for sure. A lot of it, I just remember Anthony was holding the ball top of the key, got it got it just out of his hands, just got beat out of his hands on a fast break, led to a fast break. It's, it's stuff like that. And uh, even though it ones, even plays that <clears throat> at this point, we remember Dalton had one where uh, it was actually a nicely drawn play out of the, out of the sideline, out of bounds. And we had to play a lot of movement. It was probably like, for the five second out of out of bounds and they found Dalton right underneath the rim for an easy layup and he got it easily blocked from behind and then it ended up kicking off him for their possession stuff like that we saw who else was missing Marcus missed something easy he had a weird shot in the corner it definitely the shot clock wasn't winding down or anything I don't believe he had a double clutch three that had no chance so it was a lot of questionable shots and yeah awareness like there with Dalton of knowing somebody could be behind you and we know he's bulked up and there was a play where he got stripped earlier in the game and he was looking to dunk it potentially. He went to the free throw line, but um, yeah, just awareness. I think, you know, we mentioned how some of those guys played like it was their first game in college 
a little bit and the crowd got louder, but yeah, no, I mean, it was uh, that press just got to us a little bit. And Brian even said we were doing fine against the one, three, one, but then it just ended up too much and turnovers just got in our way big time. So at this 11 minute mark, as you mentioned, it was a Lance foul on a three. It was on like the corner wing or the wing for a three. And he made, that's the one thing we say, Noah, we were going to mention, I guess, nine of 10 from the free throw. And it was Dalton's only one miss that happened, but Lance made these first three. And then Lance had his own little run here. And Lance, albeit eight turnovers, helped us to get back in this game. It's when Steven got going from three. Marcus made another three. So here we are only down by five at the 622 mark. Lance made a layup, and I think they ended up calling a timeout at some point. And it was a three-point game. Uh, Lance got the and one, so now we're down by two. Uh, Alcyon Evans, was he the point? Was that the point guard? Alcyon Evans? Yeah, Alshon. that's number two, yeah. The one that was oh, that slopping one. up stuff. Yeah. And, Slopping up stuff, walking every time he got the ball. Uh, no, real quickly though, at one point we remember on one of the worst calls we've ever we've ever seen, and even Brian, well, he, that wasn't specific. He was only asked about the hook, but the one where the court was wet a lot of the night. A lot of guys were slipping, but there was one point where we were in transition, and that number two, Alshon Evans, was slipping. He tried to get up every time and kept slipping, and there was a big wet spot. Okay, so. But we're on a break. We got numbers, and one of the refs stopped play. And we're like, are you, like, are you serious? He, I mean, that's something you just don't do. So he did it, and he yelled to Brian, just want to make sure nobody gets hurt. Whenever that's the job of the people to whatever the floor, you let us finish our possession. As soon as either we score or they get the ball, then you stop play. When they're on the way back down, Noah, that was one of the worst calls I've ever seen. Yeah, this was during our 14-2 run to get back in the ball game, and we have the, we had the advantage and he stopped playing. That you cannot do that in a basketball game. I don't care what level you're at. You have to let the advantage play out. Now, if we stopped and backed the ball out to set something up, that's when you stop play. But when you have the advantage and it's a fast break, you cannot do that. Those Sun Belt refs were bad all night long, and uh, yeah, they just made a lot of questionable calls, but uh, they're not the reason we lost the ball game, but there's a lot of keys, key calls that should have been made and weren't made. And that's the equivalent of a free play in football. Like you don't blow that play dead when you have the chance to do something. It's literally almost the exact equivalent. So yeah, whenever we ended up down by two, Steven made some key free throws out of a timeout. This is within four minutes left. Marich Noah, he, he was Obviously, we know he can shoot. He shot a couple times. We said that we'll, we'll live with him shooting, and he made a lot of his free throws. He got fouled. Three minutes left. This was probably when uh, this was after a Ben turnover, but Tyler got his uh, fifth foul, I'd assume. So uh, Marriage kept shooting free throws. He was doing it. Marcus had a turnover. So here's where we get in turnovers when we're down by six. Can't have it. He kept making free throws, but he only went one of two this last time. And then Steven made a huge three with two minutes left, down by four. Then we go down. A lot of stuff happened. Ben missed a couple threes. We wish Ben would have took a certain key three. Lance made one. So now we're down by one, Noah, with a minute 23 left. They call a timeout. They go down, miss a three of their own. We get it. And, Noah, this is the point where we thought as soon as we get down court, we would call a timeout immediately. Obviously having the big shot clock. But, Noah, we took it at 13 seconds left, and we thought that was questionable. Yeah, I thought we should have, once we uh, brought the ball up to court, if you didn't have something you liked to call, then you take that timeout and you draw something out as a coach. And um, he waited till we tried to do something and we were scrambling and he took the timeout. And 
yeah, that's when they went to the one three one, and that's where they really got us. And uh, luckily, there was a kickball, and we reset that the twenty seconds. So uh, um, we we had a chance. We got I thought we got a good opportunity, but um, awareness of the shot clock down there really got us. Uh, Lance was unable to get a three off. Exactly, and especially off of a timeout, you want to run something. We couldn't even get a shot off. You're right, because at that point it was like however many seconds left. At one point, and though this before, one of those threes Lance made was a huge one that he banked. It was this one with a minute 23 to cut it to one. Yeah, Lance hit that big old bank shot throw up. We know he's done that before. Incredible. Uh, but yeah, especially ha knowing what you're doing out of the timeout, especially when you don't even get a shot off, because you're right, the kickball, which they missed a, a certain kickball earlier in the game, and I, I saw the ref that missed the call, and him, he looked at Brian and kind of smiled and and like, yeah, okay, I remember that from last time. So, of course, that wasn't called. But this one was, yeah. So, we got 20 seconds left, and that's about as helpful as you can get. Nothing happened. Oh, yeah, we couldn't get a shot off at all. So, uh, shot clock violation, five seconds left. And they had an inbounds. Well, no, we actually just saw the play. It was pretty easy. A lot of scrambling. And one of their guys, Jovan Stulich, just went right by and with ease, just outran everybody and, and – and dunked it, but we thought he should, probably should have ran the clock out instead of giving us an extra chance with decent amount of time left. Cash was chasing him. But no, we just saw that play. A lot of scrambling on our part. Yeah, uh, Marcus was on the ball, and uh, he was more towards the other end and, and made the easy made an easier pass. If he was towards the half court, put his back for half court, he doesn't able to get that ha that pass off as easy. And he has to float it over him, and maybe where Cash can get the ball and uh, – yeah, he should have dribbled the ball out if that's what you're taught. But uh, if we would have had a timeout, we could have told timeout with four seconds left and draw something up. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, – I thought the defense wasn't really set up there. A lot of scrambling, a lot of switching on screens. And that's why it got open. So, uh, yeah, it's shouldn't have happened. Uh, I thought you maybe put some size on the ball. I know Marcus is six six or whatever, and you could have put Anthony or somebody with more length on the ball to make it more difficult because that's what you see. But yeah, it's not good, and that's not what happened. And uh, weren't it's really sad we were unable to get a shot off in the two opportunities we had to tie or take the lead, and just really disappointing to end the game the way it did. Yeah, we talk about, or I mentioned that Ben three that we wish he would have took. It was one of those where you want to end up taking a better shot, but it was on that possession where it kicked ball and we got the extra extra time. But uh, Ben had almost a wide-open three that honestly we're, it seems like we're confident in him taking, even though it seems like we could have get a, got a better shot in hindsight's 2020. But you didn't know what was going to you know happen after the fact. But that had been, yeah, as soon as we had about four seconds left, it was only down three. And Obviously, we know Lance is fast, and he dribbled down. He honestly shot the half-court shot probably a little too early with, like, two seconds left. Could have got something else. But, yeah, you're right. Not having any timeouts, you can't draw anything up. It's just one of those. But I feel like he practiced some of those things. We know that even in the, in the dog pound that Brian has with his players, he asks them at the end all these, you know, fire-round questions and calls it .5 seconds. And I heard it recently that someone else does it that way, probably at the NBA level or something. Uh, so Brian does it too, and we've we've known that that you know if you had to make a split decision on stuff like that, granted that's four seconds, but still it's decision making, especially going down and maybe getting a better shot than a half court too early. So that's how the game ended. Yes, very disappointing, sixty nine to sixty six loss. 
We knew, especially if, when we were just down by one, that we had the opportunity to win after how bad it seemed at one point. It looked bad for both teams in certain stretches, but ours was pretty bad as well. So, Noah, jumping into this box score, talk about Lance, and he had his eight turnovers, and we talk about how uh, we had 23 as a team, though, let alone. And a lot of him was, or a lot of his were forced, a lot of his were honest teammates, and that's what, you know, it, it's like, it's like we say an interception or a sack in football. You know, a lot of it can be on the quarterback of who has the ball in his hands. In this case, it would be Lance, but it's a lot of who around you, too, at times. But, you know, we know Lance, and he's got to do a lot, so he makes tries to make a lot happen and forces a lot. So he had eight turnovers, Noah, but like we said, if it wasn't for him at the end of the game, we don't even stand a chance. He ended up with 21 to lead the team. Seven of 12 shooting was perfect from the free throw line, three of eight. Shooting from three, we remember the exhibition. He went five for ten overall and shot all threes. We'll know he'll be shooting a lot of those this year. And he had five rebounds and uh, two assists. So overall, Noah, and and playing 30 minutes. So overall, Lance's game, like I said, if it, if it wasn't for him, we would have got blown out. So he finished strong. Uh, if it, and probably in the first half, if it wasn't for his six turnovers, we, we uh, expand that lead to 20-plus, and it gets out of reach for them. But yeah, if, for, with the, without him in the second half, we have no chance of coming back because uh, your other your other guards aren't really doing much to help you out. Uh, so, but yeah, if it wasn't for him, I know he's really disappointed in himself, and he's the type of player that uh, I, I doubt you see eight turnovers the rest of the year in one game from him. So he's gonna. We know how hard of a worker he is. He's probably back in that. He was back in that gym maybe last night or whenever they got back. As soon as they got back, he probably got in that gym. Cause that's the type of player he is. So, uh, yeah, he, he led us in points, 21. Uh, 7 of 12 shooting is really good. Uh, 3 of 8, uh, he talked about it too, but a lot of lot of threes he should not have taken. Yeah. Um, a lot of our guys, and when they were flying at us on the line, so they were flying right past us. They used pump fakes and done side steps and took off-balance threes, and he shot a couple air balls. Marcus shot a couple air balls. I think Ben had an air ball. Um, they should be more aggressive and get to the rim and get those paint touch decisions. And um, like Brian talked about, that's what the staff was really um, preaching to Lance this year, paint touch decisions. And, yeah, there was a lot of threes he probably shouldn't have taken. He shot probably shot three of six, two, two, uh, two too many. So um, NBA threes. Yeah, he was a lot. His threes are deep too. So uh, we know he's got the range, but some sometimes he could take a dribble and he could be still wide open. So. Yeah, overall, a, I'd give him probably a uh, a B minus game, um, grading wise. Uh, if it wasn't for him, you'd have got blown, weird out, blown out. But uh, yeah, not not a great game from Lanceman. It's still, if you look at his stat sheet, minus the turnovers, it would have been a really good game. But yeah, I'd give him a B minus. And he had three steals too. And you said the paint touches, yeah, because it's tough to beat him off the dribble. There were times where he was easily getting in the paint. We said, we do that every time too. So every time we see our players do something their best at, we say, continue to do it because they can't stop you. Uh, yeah. And the 21, it seems like that's kind of expected at, at him at this point. So yeah, I agree with the B minus because 21 seems like, okay, yeah, that's what we expect from you this whole year. Uh, and you're right. The turnovers aren't going to last. Uh, you know, we know he's going to try to do a lot. So if that, I don't, he's not going to average that many. He'll average one of the tops in the Valley, without a doubt, because he's very active. He had the highest plus minus on the team, though, with plus 12. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, overall, Lance, and we recall that one he did drive, he got the and one on that uh, 
Oboy had said it was in the uh, restricted area, so he got all his free throws out of that, a key and one in that game. So he needs to keep doing his thing, keep shooting, just keep being who he is, and just obviously don't force things. So, like we said, he had 30 minutes. He had the second most on the team. Let's get to the guy who had the most, and we would both agree it's not too surprising in that regard, knowing that he is the best player, that he does a duty, even though we've talked before. Seems like he gets worn down at the end of seasons because of it. It happened his freshman year last year. Obviously, he didn't play. And we would have thought that, obviously, he knows he's 110% off his injury, so they're not going to like watch him in that regard at all, even though Brian talked a lot about it being his first game and having a rough game. He had 13 on 14 shots, 3 of 9 from 3, uh, perfect in the free throw line as well, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. He had his own stretch or amount of turnovers with 5, 1 block and 1 steal in those 34 minutes. A plus-minus of 1, knowing he mentioned he shot some air balls. We, he wasn't too comfortable shooting, it, it looked like, but uh, he, we know how big he is. There were times where their little point guard was on him and wish he would just straight up back down guys and work his overall game but overall outside of a bad shooting game Marcus wasn't awful awful at all obviously like I said a plus minus of one what do you what do you think of Marcus yeah it wasn't as it wasn't the usual Marcus the mask we see his shooting was not there and uh you see the offensive change because a lot a lot of last year and like 10 games he did play in the year before we're posting him up when he has those mismatches, and we did not see it last night. And, uh, yeah, he had five turnovers. That's not like him either. Um, he's doing more of all than scoring this year, looks like, uh, the the rebounds and assists. Uh, yeah, not a great shooting night. His, his A lot of questionable threes by him, I'd say, too. A lot of double clutch, um, pump fake, and not taking the extra dribble or attacking the paint. But, uh yeah, it wasn't what we expected. Played a lot of minutes. Uh, there were some stretches in the first half. I thought we could get him a little breather here and there. But uh, and there was a stretch. There was a stretch in the second half when they were making their big run. We took him out, and I said, "That's not the stretch you want him not in the game." Because uh, good yeah. yeah, it's little uh, substitution things here and there. But yeah, thirteen, five, and four. But the five turnovers really uh, when you him when you three. When your three most uh, veteran players in this program combine for 17 of your 23 turnovers, you're not going to win very many ball games. No, you're not. And we recall, seems like because we've talked about this at times, that whenever you know a certain player has a tough task in terms of, he didn't really help most on the on the double teams for marriage, but he had to guard Gordon. And Gordon, like we said, was a huge guy for a wing, and Marcus was on him a lot. And I don't know if like. You know, allowing stuff on defense affects your offense. We don't know if that was really the case with him. Uh, but, yeah, overall, for sure, like we said, not really comfortable shooting the ball. But we know he'll be all right. And, uh, yeah, I, I think the five turnovers, yeah. I don't – because he tried to be – there were some bad – there were some really bad passes. A couple, couple of his came off the press. He was an inbounder. Right. He would get the ball back, and he would turn it over. But, um, yeah, it's not – it's – so that's a lot of, I've said it before, but a lot of the times during that press, it looked like we've never seen a press before. Yeah, I know. I mean, their press wasn't like they executed it decently to an extent. I don't, yeah, I don't think we saw it coming, which was shocking. I don't know if he had an idea. That's what they've done before. And now teams know that they could press on us. Hopefully we're working on it too. So yeah, that's, I, I wonder if uh, we actually did not see this coming and it acted like we did. Yeah. So. 
and and since we just talked about Lance too, I will talk about these two. Um, they're in their third year here, and uh, I was I was you could admit to this. I was very vocal in the crowd uh, during those stretches where they went made the big runs. None of these guys stepped up to settle us down to do nothing. Uh, like you said, Trent was on the bench clapping and stuff and telling the guys to calm down. But he's no, not playing. Yeah, man. but he's not playing, and the coaches can't do it. And none of nobody on this team stepped up and was a leader, and that's what we need. That's what we're missing on this team. So hopefully they learn from it and do something else. Yeah, I agree. And even, you know, when somebody would turn it over, there'd be like a high five or some words, but not like a get in your face kind of like, not like maybe to that extent, no. but definitely like. But never know. once did the, during that stretch did this team huddle up and get things going, try to get back on the right path. And they just kept, the turnovers just kept coming and nobody said nothing. We will admit that, like I said, those turnovers were bad. The stretches were bad. And especially coming in your first game, you wouldn't be too surprised. If, it, if stretches like that continue to happen, then we'll be in trouble. Like like we said, Kyler Dalton did not have the best game. Kyler was in foul trouble. If those guys are out there, I think things could be different. Uh, let's talk about the third best player arguably on the floor tonight. In general, because he played a lot. He had the third in minutes with 29. Stephen Verplanken. Uh, he did shoot three of five from three and was pretty good. Three of seven overall, 11 points. Perfect from the line as well. Four rebounds, two assists. And he had, Stephen had zero turnovers, which uh, he played a lot, like we said. And that's kind of surprising knowing all the all the craziness that was going on at times. And uh, But we've, we've said before that we think Stephen's really a steady, steady guy out there. And he gets comfortable as the game goes on, especially with his shooting. He was incredible in that regard. Uh, and then, no, he had to guard whenever Marcus wasn't guarding Gordon, or obviously there'd be, we would switch everything. And Steven would end up, we noticed obviously all these guys have bulked up big time. Shout out to Javon Shaw. He was there. That uh, he's worked with these guys big time, and they're able to get, handle, per se, to an extent, guys like Gordon in the paint. Steven did an incredible job. We know he's an incredible defender. He was a minus six on the game, but, you know, there were times where, a lot of players were reacted like, or it seemed like they weren't even on the floor. They weren't doing a whole lot at times, but Noah Steven, at whenever we needed him most with those threes and defense that he came up with. Yeah, he shot three of seven, uh, three of five from three. Um, that's what we expect out of him. Uh, both, I believe, mo most of their shots were wide open. I believe the other two twos he missed was uh, pump fakes and take a dribble and shoot a, a long, longer two. But, um, yeah, they were all wide open. We know there's a fall. We know he puts the work in. Uh, I'd say I was most pleased with him all night long, uh, defensively and on the offensive end. He hit the big shots when we needed him to. And on the defensive side, he has we know what he brings to that table. He can guard uh, the one through four position when we need him to, and he takes a lot off of Marcus because, uh, um, yeah, we, we switched a lot, and he took a lot of Marcus off the defensive side, and uh, um, Ben Harvey guarded a little bit of the bigs, too, of the four, too. So, uh Really happy what I saw from Steven last night, um, not turning the ball over, uh, two of two from the line. So really happy what I saw from him. Exactly. And uh, especially we mentioned the wide open threes. That, yeah, he, he got a lot of those in the exhibition. And he gets – we have really good ball movement. We do make the extra pass. We know Brian loves, loves that. He preaches it a lot, and we were able to do that. Like I said, Steven misses at first, but he gets going. You're right. Some, definitely some key whatever's And he probably was the most – uh, impressive on the floor tonight. You're right. And we know Steven, like we said, he works ca uh, countlessly on his shot and his work. And we love Steven. So hopefully he keeps that up. We know he will. 
Now, no, let's segue. We're just going by the points leaders here. Uh, now let's get into the hometown kid or homecoming kid, Cash Coupe. Like we said, he's one of the first three off the bench. Looks good in our uniform, Noah, and he made an impact. I mentioned earlier the stuff that he was able to do that we haven't seen since Armand from an athletic standpoint. Like we said, he was kind of trigger happy at first, but his ability to penetrate, and he was good on defense at times, without a doubt. His length was problems. Ability to penetrate and hit that three with, you know, ability to rebound as well. He had he had a stat line. He had those seven points. Three of six shooting, only made one of those four threes, four rebounds and assists. Two, or he only had one turnover. He had a plus minus and minus two, uh, or minus one, sorry, 19 minutes of play. Uh, so, yeah, Cash, like we said, he'll find his way into the starting lineup at some point, or maybe you don't, and you know that he's going to end up being important in a lot of ways, that he's one of those important bench guys. I think he'll start, this being his only year here, but uh, he didn't look too bad off the bench. Like we said, they didn't use him down the stretch at all, but Noah Ben will be easily an impact player, something that we've been needing, and he will, it will matter. Yeah, he's going to be a key piece of this team. Um... Yeah, it looked like out of the gate he was a little bit antsy, um, wanted to prove something, maybe a little bit, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, like you said, he was a little bit trigger happy. And uh, um, he's still he's he's still pretty skinny, even though we, they said he put, what, 25 pounds of weight on? Is that what they said? Yeah, he does look skinny. I think that he's, Cause he's there's, a good kind of slim, though. Yeah, he, he's slim, but there's a couple times uh, Gordon got him in the post and he just bullied him. So, yeah. But other than that, he might not be able to guard the bigger four position if we switch sometimes. But uh, other than that, he played pretty well in, in the minutes he got. I'm not sure. i sure he's probably 100% by now. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, he looked pretty good in, in some spurts, and there's a little bit things to clean up. But I was not I was not mad at him last night. Or not that I wasn't happy. He looked pretty good out there for what um, – to get in the rhythm with this team, I don't know how much he's practiced the last couple of weeks, but uh, he's been here since the middle of summer. So, yeah, he'll he'll be a key part of this team once we get on, once he maybe jumps back in the starting lineup. Um, wouldn't mind him maybe jumping in there and starting the lineup of maybe Lance, uh, Lance, Stephen, Cash, Marcus, and Kyler. Having Dalton off the bench to back up Lance, maybe give them some spurts and those other guys off. I agree. I think a little bit of starting for Dalton, and he had a tough matchup. You know, we think Dalton definitely stays in front of guys overall, and that point guard I think gave him fits overall. Like we said, the early turnover is going to do him such. But yeah, about Ben, they definitely everything we've seen and heard and reiterated countless times about what he brings, he definitely does. So we're excited for him in this one season here. Uh, no, no, again here we're going by points, Anthony. We talked about him coming into games. He seems like I don't think he'll start this year, barring something in general. But he's definitely can be in there to be that like better score than the other bigs can provide. He was perfect from the field, so he's been to a, off to a really good start shooting the ball so far this year. He had five rebounds and two assists in 16 minutes, a minus four on the game with those six points. And uh, one of those shots was off a goaltend, a blatant uh, goaltend. But yeah, no, as we know, he finishes there on the rim. He does something. I've said that he eases everything when he comes into the game for our bigs and Kyler and JD knowing they're strictly post that Anthony opens things up to an extent. And he can be that trailer, everything. I mean, Anthony, like we said, will be a key cog again this season with the ability to do stuff that our other bigs can't do. 
Yeah, I, I would have liked to see him a little bit more last night, maybe even play alongside J.D. and Kyler to guard Gordon, who would like to post up, and he's a bigger body, and we know he can match up with the bigger guards because he's athletically enough that he can stay with them. So can J.D. if he probably wanted to. But, yeah, I, I would like to see him a little bit more. I've, I've said a lot. I'd like to see him alongside J.D. and Kyler because uh, him, him and Kyler down the stretch played really well together last year. And I'd like to see a little bit more of that. Yeah, he only played 16 minutes, but when he's in there, positive things happen with this team. For sure. And you mentioned, yeah, just whenever Kyler got in foul trouble and you needed that other big, knowing that, you know, JD even was really good on defense. So in case he got in foul trouble too, you had to have that spare one, having them both on the floor. Definitely down the stretch. We thought Anthony definitely should have came in maybe down the stretch of the game. So kudos to Anthony. Keep doing what you're doing as well. Now know some more guys that had the positive plus minuses. Ben Harvey had three points on one of five shooting one for four. We honestly, we know he gets great shots and he had, and we, we know he likes to drive and he loves contact at the rim. Missed a couple layups on that. Some honestly, probably some uh, missed calls on fouls, but no, we, we, and we saw it last year, like we said, especially in the Bradley game in the tournament where he took off. And in general, he's able to guard posts better than it seems he can guard on the wing. Uh, he had five rebounds, two assists. He had a plus minus of five twenty-seven, fourth on the team in minutes. Uh, and he had his own four turnovers. Everybody had their share of bad turnovers. He had a couple. But Noah Ben, we like I said, he should have shot that one I'm thinking of. But no, we keep wanting Ben to shoot. And if he's going to keep doing this on defense, another one, another key cog for this team. Yeah, he did a really excellent job when he got switched on to Gordon. And he's very – last year we saw it down the stretch. And, um, yeah, he's a key cog. He, he uh, missed some open shots last night we expect him to make. And uh, he was one of the three I said he's included in the 17 of 23 turnovers. And uh, he's going to fix that. A couple were off – a lot – I say all four of them were off the, off the press – and yeah, he missed some. He likes to drive. He, he so he's one of those. If he's hitting from three, he'll pump fake you and take you to the rim. And he wants the contact because he can finish with contact. And uh, wasn't able to finish a couple of those last night. But yeah, not a bad return back to the state of Arkansas for Ben. Um, didn't get the scoring like I uh, I guessed it would happen. I picked him as my pre-dog of the game. But not too shabby for Ben Harvey. I liked what the minutes he got. Uh, 27 is pretty good with uh, Dalton struggling. So uh, not bad for Ben last night. I think it shows, too, because we know we said that he's got to be that scorer in that second unit, especially when when we get our guys healthy and we're thinking Trent and Cash start. Especially if, yeah, if, he's shooting, if he doesn't shoot well and he only gets three points, but he makes an impact on defense and everything, that just shows you the kind of leap he can take this year. So, Ben, we're hoping that you continue to do what you're doing as well. Now, I know another guy had a plus-minus of eight on this. He had some tough defensive assignments, and he did as well as anybody on our team, for sure, on marriage and their bigs. You know, a J.D., we mentioned he only had two points. Shot one, it was off a tip rebound. Uh, he had three rebounds on the game, only had 13 minutes, the lowest of the bigs outside of Kyler with the foul trouble. But, no, J.D. was pretty stout underneath, and we – we noticed because we said in the exhibition they had a big goon as well. We've been facing some goons lately. But him, him and Anthony did as well as you could on guys like that. Yeah, not, we weren't sure uh, how many minutes we would see J.D. last night. Uh, he only played 13. Uh, he's not going to be the scoring guy as a big man. He's going to set a lot of screens and rebound and play. He's a big defensive player for us. 
didn't have any blocks or steals last night, but he was very effective. Uh, all our bigs did a really decent job on Marich. He, he ended up two of seven, got a lot of it. He got seven of his 11 points from the line. Um, but yeah, he did a really good job on the defense. He moves his feet very well. And uh, yeah, he got in foul trouble a little bit too in the first half, picked up two as well. And uh, yeah, it's, he was, I liked what I seen from him last night. Um, I'd like to maybe see if Kyler or Anthony are struggling, see a tick up in minutes or something. But yeah, I wasn't. I was. I was. I was happy to see what I got out of JD last night, especially um, him getting more healthier. Um, he says he's a hundred percent, but him getting in more of a rhythm and getting back into this team because he's gonna. He could end up maybe in the starting lineup at some point as well. Exactly, and we're thinking that he would have been a starter last year if he didn't get hurt. And you're right, we might see him work his way in. And, yeah, like I said earlier, I, he was getting chewed out by times from Brian. It was just on inability to defensive rebound. They got a lot of offensive boards. Uh, I think I heard at a certain point they had a crap ton of those to start the game. So uh, we'll see how what the rebounding margin was there. No, let's finish up these last two. We mentioned Dalton. He had a, he had a, the worst plus-minus on the team, a minus 20, because of those uh, turnovers. He only shot once. It was only on that one free throw. Uh, like we said, it was tough for him to stay in front of that point guard. But, Noah, you're right. Whenever we get our guys starting, Dalton very well could start on Friday because we don't know the status of them or Trent Brown. Uh, that uh, It'd be nice to have Dalton, even though him and Lance play good off each other, that having that backup point guard would be key. Dalton, we think, would be just fine. Yeah, he, he last year he was big off the bench and coming giving those uh, backup point guard minutes. And uh, we were very happy what we saw on him last year. and. Uh, uh, yeah, he, he struggled a little bit last night. Uh, their guards with their length and got up and guards you. Um, don't know exactly what he expected, but, yeah, they got up and guard with all their length. A lot of our guys struggled with their length and athletic ability to get up and guard you. And, uh, yeah, they it's a couple times a lot of our guys look like a deer in the headlights with that press and turn the ball over a lot. But uh, he only, he didn't turn the ball over. He was, just, he, was on, he was out there during that bad stretch, so that's why his plus minus is so bad. But, uh yeah, he'll be fine. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. He ended up logging 19 minutes, and uh, he he'll, he'll he'll step up. He'll he'll drive too. We we saw a good drive out of him last night. Uh, was unable to finish it though, but got fouled maybe on it too. But yeah, well he'll be fine. He'll bounce back this Friday night. I was surprised at how many minutes he ended up logging. Yeah, a lot of it in the second half at times. Because as soon as he got he only had one turnover. I thought he had two. I don't know what the other one would have been, but he got taken out and didn't see the floor a lot for a while. That's whenever Lance and Marcus's minutes got up to what they were. So, yeah, Dalton will be just fine. And then Troy Noah, we know he can come in at times, and it was to play defense, actually. He was had his head under the rim guarding off ball. I think it was on Gordon, but uh, a lot of switching happened, and he was only out there for not even a minute total. Uh, but no, he got beat back door, as you said earlier. So it's a lot of awareness and obviously you're a freshman and you, we say, you know, these guys got to be ready. And I think Troy expects to be ready at times this year that he got in and just, you know, cause like I said, it was backdoor city on both teams. So it was just one of those plays got beat for a dunk. So he'll learn from that, obviously. And we're hoping that Troy gets more minutes. And there were times, no, we at the, certain parts of games that because we, we talked before how if we were, have short amount of seconds left and needed a three or something, that's when Foster would work his way in. And you said guarding the inbounds, maybe Scotty. And Brian doesn't still know about the redshirt situation, so we'll see how that plays out with both of those two. I'd say it's a good chance. Troy is the only one that plays this year. 
So we'll see how that plays. So that's how the team went. We will continue to go. Everyone who plays in the game will give our takeaways and how they did. Uh, Noah, some we'll compare stats here before we go around the valley. Um, we shot about even from the field. They shot one percent better. Uh, three pointers. They shot. They were awful. Two of fifteen from three. That's when we said that we want them to shoot. We made eleven threes. Thirty-seven percent on thirty shots. We mentioned being nine of ten from the free throw line. We had thirteen turnovers and they did total. They had thirty-three points off of our twenty-three turnovers. Uh, we out rebounded them, and I know Brian preaches that a lot, which is surprising. That was from a lot of their missed threes, probably or something. Us getting we mentioned caches. We had a lot of tip rebounds. And a lot of good ones, and I know Brian's probably happy with the out-rebounding of them. So, yeah, especially defensive. We had nine more defensive rebounds, and we had one more offensive rebounds. You know, that's a little bit surprising because it seemed like at times they were, uh, you know, owning the paint at times. Yeah, they ended up with 42 points in the bait, and they dominated the paint. Um, that's when I said we probably should have tried to maybe pack, it, pack in the defense a little bit more and let them shoot because they uh, – who was it out? Evans was the only one to make a three. No, it was uh, that one other. Uh, Stulik. Yeah, Stulik. He was the only one to make a three for him. So, uh, yeah, we should have opened it. We should have packed that, packed the paint and see what happened. Maybe even, um, not sure if they've worked on anything, but maybe try a zone because uh, they were feeding the ball into Gordon and marriage every time, and they touched it every possession. So uh, they dominated us in the paint and. Uh, yeah, and the points off turnovers thirty three. That's you're gonna lose every game if that happens. And you mentioned marriage didn't shoot that well from the court, which is surprising. Yeah, seven of his however many points were from the free throw line, and yeah, he did touch it literally every single time. You're right. We should have changed something up on defense potentially. But looking at these stats, I mean, we outdid them in almost everything outside of paint points. They had one more fast break point and one more block. So I guess I'm looking at now they beat us in a lot of stuff. We had more assists. We had more lead time. More second chance points, more bench points. So it's about even overall, but especially those stats where we lead in, you would think we would win a game. And we had a chance to at the end. And uh, lead change only four times. A lot of runs, like we said. It is a game of runs. So uh, overall, like we said, definitely disappointing because we lost uh, to a team we thought we you know, should beat, obviously. And turnovers were the main reason and the fouls. Some were questionable, like we said on our tweets. I know Little Rock, you said they were picked eighth in their conference, but at times, and we know DeAntoni Gordon came out of the game with a shoulder injury that uh, happened with a play with Ben, so he came out of the game on his status, obviously. But no other team, I, I don't know who they play coming up, but they're they're decent. I think they'll they'll finish in the top half of their conference potentially. They weren't giving them some credit, but knowing we should have won the game. Yeah, we should have definitely won that game when you turn the ball over, giving them twenty three extra possessions letting them score 33 points off those turnovers when they only turn the ball over 10 times and you only get 11 off those turnovers. You're not going to win any games like that. I was uh, I was really disappointed last night. I walked out of there embarrassed. We sh- I expected to go in there and win by double digits. And we looked like that in the first half and down the stretch, and I was just really disappointed to lose a team out of the Sun Belt. Nothing against the Sun Belt, but we play in the Missouri Valley, and you're going to see teams a lot better than that every night. Without a doubt, and uh, yeah, I agree with that. It is disappointing, it, and it and it comes on the fact that just taking care of the ball was the main reason we lost. You know, it's not like, you know, some ex- some misexecution on offense, but overall, I think it was just the inability to not take care of the ball is why you lost. And if it comes down to that, you know, it's not like you just get beat straight up. So I'll take a loss if it comes down to 
you know, you just giving the ball away. It's something that you know you can clean up down the road. Uh, so that was our loss. Disappointing in ours, even though no, we know there were a lot of other losses, some surprising down the road. We wanted to give him a shout-out. Uh, Todd Patton, who's in our DMs a lot, uh, or messaged us earlier today, and then had some kind words again, saying how we do a great job and stuff. We appreciate that, Todd. But uh, he wanted us to comment on the surprising NBC team to lose on opening night. Uh, us or you and I or Missouri State, no, and that's where we'll segue right now. Talking about the other scores around the valley, uh, definitely surprising, you know. But one that definitely wasn't surprising, Noah's kickoff with Loyola's trouncing of Coppin State. Yeah, they they were like a thirty-four and a half point favorite going into the night, and uh, that is a bye game for them. And they did what you do in bye games: you go out and you dominate the the opponent. You get a lot of guys, a lot of time to play. And, yeah, that's what they did, and we weren't surprised by that. Not at all. And in that game, we'll talk how they had a lot of spread scoring. Ryan Schwieger uh, had 13 off the bench in 16 minutes. Uh, he will be a problem. Chris Knight had double digits. St. Thomas, some of those new guys. Lucas had 10 on 12 shots. He'll get going. And Ugoff, Noah, he shot really well from the field and definitely from three, had 16. So we'll be keeping an eye out for them. We know they will be very, very good. So let's get through the teams that won, though. Uh, they won. Drake won by 25 over uh, Coe College. No, that's about as easy as it can get for your first game of the season. Yeah, that's the only non-Division one game of the night for the Valley. And I believe the Valley ended up 3-9 in Division one games last night. And if I, I'm looking at the box score for Coe College. It looks like they played at least 20 guys. I'm looking at their bench, and it is it's about as spread as you can get. I don't know what their limit is on players. Maybe there's a miss done here, but that is incredible. I don't even want to count that many people. Who led them in scoring? Drake, uh, Murphy, and uh, Tucker DeVries, Noah, who is the probably They don't do it, but the preseason freshman of the year, that almost be set in stone, uh, having 14 off the bench in 23 minutes. So he will be a key cog as well. Uh, no, Indiana State won, obviously, without Tyree Key, beat Green Bay. Uh, that's, uh, that's a nice win for Josh Sturtz's career. Yeah, it's a big first win, a good building block. You know that it t- they took a hit losing uh, Tyree Key, as you said, and they went in there and took care of business to a, um, a bottom feeder of the horizon, I would say. So uh, that's a good win for Josh Schertz to start off his career, and uh, they looked pretty good last night. I know Cam Henry had a decent game, so uh, excited to watch him coming from where he came from, so excited to see what Schertz and they do the rest of the way. It'll be interesting because we said they were picked about in the middle, kind of the lower half without with Tyreek. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Yes, Cooper Nice had 18, shot it really well. A lot of these guys played 40 and 39 minutes. They were only uh, eight guys deep. So we'll keep an eye out for them. Yes, they won. Uh, Cincinnati beat Evansville. I don't know if that game was ever close at any point. Uh, Cincinnati, of course, is in the American, but they're kind of down. But, you know, that's a team definitely that – uh, it's tough to beat. They had uh, Butchamp off the bench. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. And Evan Coleman led them with 11. Um, so now, no, let's get into some of these other losses. Valpo's on a three-game losing streak because they lost their other uh, their other exhibition games. They lost by eight to Toledo. What conference is Toledo in? They're not a the bad Mac. team. The MAC. Yeah, really good MAC program. So they had Shoemate for them. Scored about 20 points. Let's take a look at their Valpo's box score. See what stuck out. They were without uh, Ben Crickies in the walking right. boot. Um, they're still without Kobe King, and I believe um, Connor Connor uh, Barrett did not play as well, so they were shorthanded. But um, 
Yeah, that's I would like to see a team like that from the MAC. Uh, we get a home game against, but we were unable to. Yeah, Thomas Kithier, we know. We've talked about Michigan State guy. Made an impact, had 16 points in that loss. So uh, we forgot about another one that won. No, Illinois State won in this game. Tony Reeves had a nice game. They won by five over UNC Wilmington. So they're off to a better start than us. Wouldn't have thought that. We know it's a long season. Uh, now, no, this one, we know we played them this season. This was very surprising. Scoring 99 points, the SEMO Redhawks at home against Missouri State. This was kind of a crazy game. Yeah. Coming in the game, Missouri State at home, 16-point favorite. You expected them to handle business, and uh, they did not. Uh, Brad Corn's done an excellent job so far, and he's only in his second year. He's got some really good players. They were picked fourth in the OVC. Um, first, They had a lot of first-team guys. I know Chris Harris played locally at Johnny Logan. Really good scorer, can shoot the ball very well. And uh, guys like Eric Reed, Nana Akington, who came from Nebraska, so they got some guys that are really ready to play there, and it's really it's really impressive. I'm glad uh, um, Philip Russell is a transfer from SLU. He played a little bit. I'm glad that I'm glad to see Brad Corn's got that team going, and we get to play them this year. Without a doubt, we get them at home. Noah Dylan Branson, we know we were in on him uh, a year ago, and he chose there. He didn't do much against glad us last he did. year, right? And then you're right on that. And then Chris Harris, you mentioned, yeah, he wasn't this much of a scorer though. John A was until he got here, and he just took off. Was he in a different place before this, too? Or did he go straight to SEMO from John A? Uh, he was at somewhere else. I forget where he's at. But he definitely wasn't the scorer like he is now. That's no, he played with a lot of guys that went there. For sure. So going over to Missouri State, Noah, if you told me that you had not, you scored 94 you're, and you're, you had four guys, five guys above 10 points, I'd say you'd say they win. Gage Prem had a monster game, 28-15, and 15, holy Lord, Donovan Clay, the new guy, 20 points on 8 of 10 shooting. A lot of these guys played really well. Isaiah Mosley had 16, and then uh, new boy uh, Jalen Minette had uh, 14. So definitely, they just it was just a game where they didn't play defense, especially at home against SEMO. You don't allow them to score 99. Hopefully we don't do that. So definitely, Todd, Missouri State was for sure shocking. Now to another shocking one, Northern Iowa. Lost to Nichols by 4 at home as well. The return of A.J. Green, and Noah was not a good one for the preseason player of the year. 1 of 14 shooting, 0 of 7 from 3, only 4 points. Uh, 2 assists, 5 rebounds, so we know he gets other people involved. Maybe that's what he did in his 36 minutes, which is a lot of minutes coming off injury. But Noah, uh, not a great game for A.J. Green, although Austin Five had a good one. Yeah, Five bounced back to struggle a little bit without uh, A.J. Green, who creates a lot for him. And opens things up for him because you can't double off a lot more guys like A.J. Green when, even though he had a rough shooting night because you can't just leave a guy like that open. Yeah, Nickel, Nickel State uh, picked a repeat, the Southland. They got guys like Ty Gordon and Lyons, the big man. And, uh, yeah, they're a really good program coming out of the Southland. So I uh, um, thought it would be a close game. I thought you and I would be edge that out. But with uh, your best player shooting like that, you're not going to. Without a doubt, they cut it. They were down by ten with like two minutes left. Cut it really short. Pickford was the leading score off the bench with thirteen. We want to mention again, they did not have Bowen Bourne. They will not have him for a little bit. So that's no way. That was definitely surprising. Went overall though, Todd. And then what's another one? A Bradley losing by sixteen to South Dakota State. Kind of a surprise. We remember that spread. We know South Dakota State's produced talent and they're a good team. We know Bradley's a good team too, though. 
Uh, new guy Terry Roberts, who we mentioned we were in on, had 15 to lead them. Bowie made his return only nine minutes. Jay Sean Henry, remember, he did not score for a long time in this game and ended up with 10. Rink Mass, good 11 points. And then Jason Kent off the bench with 10. So, Malika Leons did not have the best start. Uh, neither did Darius Hannah, but Noah, we think he'll be all right as well, we think, right? Yeah, we think uh, a lot of new guys that get going in that program and uh... – um, South Dakota State's really good program. They uh, play, They were picked second in the Summit League, so they're at the top of their league as well. Um, I thought it'd be a closer game than it ended up being, but uh, Bradley's got to get in a rhythm, and they got to find the right rotations with a lot of new guys coming, and Brian Wool is the guy to get that done. Without a doubt, and we know we'll, uh, what we say, we, maybe we'll be seeing them in that tournament. They're in the same tournament, the Paradise Jam as us, coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, so, yeah, the Valley went 4-6 and six last night. Not the best start. We saw some people talking around. Yeah, it wasn't definitely wasn't the best start. Loyola and Drake will have a, uh, a nice season at the top, we're thinking. So uh, so that's how they ran the Valley went. We know a couple teams play on Thursday. We'll talk about that tomorrow whenever we preview Austin P. Noah, so let's end it on this. So to answer Todd's question, who would, who would you think? Uh, What's your answer? Missouri State for sure because uh, – Having your guys and scoring that much, knowing that that's a team you can be, and let SEMO score 99 at home, I definitely think that, without a doubt. I believe it was, I believe it was us, the most disappointing team you played, uh, picked bottom half their league, uh, OVC. Uh, then the SEMO was picked in top half their league. OVC is a really good basketball league. And uh, Nichols, and Todd mentioned you and I, Nichols has picked to win their league back-to-back years. So, uh I go with us since uh, we expected more of this team, so I'm gonna go with us. Yeah, and you know it's one of those where I think we'll bounce back. These turnovers are the main reason we lost. It is obviously disappointing, but uh, you know at times, yeah, Little Rock played well, and we did not mention our dog of the game. No, we said some other ones. Uh, you know, Lance is the guy, and we talked about some guys that play defense. Who would we agree on that would be the dog of the game? Is it one of those games where? Not everybody played great. We would say probably just Lance ended up being dog. Yeah, game. I believe he ended up being the whatever they call it at the end of the game, player of the game, whatever that sponsor is. But yeah, I would have to say Lance because I know he had the ball. I know he had the turnover troubles, but finished strong. Yeah, if it wasn't for him, you're not back in that ball game. No, we recall uh, Todd <clears throat> Hefferman tweeted at the end of the game that he was surprised uh, that Lance came to talk to the media, and it was just shocking because we know Lance would do that, and that's what Todd said, but. We know that, you know, win or lose, we always have a player of the game that they always talk to. So we know Lance is always willing regardless, and he was the best st- statistically on the court uh, last night <clears throat> for sure. And then now Noah to end it. Uh, <clears throat> we know it's early signing period for for, bat- for a lot of sports, definitely college basketball and definitely around the Valley. We know guys like Robbie Avila, who's at Indiana State, he signed the day he he committed, what, maybe three weeks ago. N.J. Benson with Missouri State. And Loyola had a lot of guys. Noah, so it gets us wondering why we did not see Cade Hornecker. I will stop you there. He is signing about right now. What are the odds? So here we are right after 6 o'clock here. And <clears throat> so what's the tweet? Let me find it here. It's Todd tweeted it that he talked to him earlier today, and he planned on signing about 6 o'clock. So. That's literally while we're here. As we speak. As we speak. Uh which we figured so. We were talking how it was kind of weird. It was going to – because not everybody does it at the same time, clearly, so maybe it just took a little bit of editing for a picture or something, anything to get communication with him on the school of when to announce it. So that's good to see. We will be retweeting that. We're not going to stay on until we see it. 
no matter how many times we refresh our page and we have the pretty much the confirmation from Todd. So that's good. Uh, Noah, like we said, we thought we felt a little out of uh, touch, found some FOMO a little bit without seeing our guy sign. Yeah, and uh, you see uh, um, Valentine in his first recruiting class uh, signing three guys, and you see Robbie who just committed, and NJ, and all the guys you were in on sign elsewhere, and you're worried, well, well, where's our guy? And Because last year at this time, we you saw we had Foster, Troy, and Scotty already signing. So, uh, um, yeah. We were a little bit worried, but not really worried because we know he's confident in what he sees in this program, and he's going to come in here and be an impact player as soon as he gets here. So can't wait to have him. Hopefully he signs here. We sign to see some pictures or something. We, like I said, we retweet that. Todd is right. Yeah, the seven-foot center is incredibly skilled and should make an impact right away next season. We definitely agree. Can't wait to talk about Cade all season and his, uh, his high school season. We'll update along what he goes if we can find out that information. So definitely a good part of the day. A bad loss, obviously. We're looking forward to facing Austin P, who barely escaped uh, their win yesterday as well. And definitely in the home opener, we know the dogs. Uh, the, the dog pounds, definitely. They're giving out shirts to the first thousand people. They're getting it hyped up. We're hoping to have a good crowd. I've heard a lot of people. I have family members that will be going to the game. So a lot of people hopefully will be at Banterra Center uh, to, to rebound after this loss. Noah, so final thoughts. Yeah, it was a really disappointing loss and uh, not a good start to Brian Mullen's third season as a coach here. Um, we expected more out of that team last night, and we didn't get it, so hopefully along the way they fix something and make some adjustments and get going right on the right track. You play a team that was picked bottom half of the league in the OVC and doesn't have much. I know they have four, they barely escaped a D2 uh, Tennessee Southern team last night by seven points at home, so uh, they got some decent players, had four guys in double figures last night. A uh, guy we know we were in on decided to go elsewhere after uh, in Brian's first uh, recruiting cycle. But, yeah, it's we'll bounce back. Uh, but, yeah, I was really pretty disappointed last night. Rightfully so, just in terms of losing. You know, like I said, turnovers, that many turnovers will lose you regardless. I don't think that will continue to happen. I think that's the main reason why we lost. Uh, like we said, they're giving Little Rock a little credit. We'll, we'll be every every team that we play this year non-con. We will look forward to how they do the rest of their season in in regards to our resume. So yeah, I'm not too disappointed. A loss is a loss, but moving forward, you have to take care of a bad team like Austin P on Friday night to kick it off. Uh, so like I said, three point loss isn't the end of the world for sure. So uh, we will have a pre for Austin P tomorrow a preview. Uh, for sure for Friday's game. So everybody stay tuned to that. Again, follow Dogs Podcast on Instagram. Shout out to Alex and Todd for the DMs. Hopefully everyone stuck out for this long pod. They will be coming a lot this season. So for Nick Malone, we will see you guys tomorrow. Go Dogs.